0: Welcome back to episode 103 of the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and like high fructose corn syrup consumption, magic spells are also good when cast in moderation. Ah, there you go. There you go. You know, maybe someone limits you to one spell per turn or something. They're just trying to help you out. Maybe they just play the new spell, moderation.
1: Oh, well, there's that.
0: Yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't get that literal. Sorry about that.
1: And I'm your other host, Mike Coyle, and... Um, in case you didn't know, Twilight Prophet from Rivals of Ixalan is now over $30 for a copy of that card. It's a mythic uh, vampire. But, you know, I better sell mine before sunset. Not because it's a vampire, because but because I'm looking to make my own Twilight Prophet.
0: That was good. That was good. Please listen carefully. Before set. what What time is twilight is Twi- that just like when the sun has gone down below the horizon
1: yeah and it's still that's twilight what's twilight yeah twilight the sun is below the horizon but it's still bright like the sunlight is still illuminating the air the the the, the sky
0: illuminating the air the sky the, the sky. air i don't know <laughs> the clouds <laughs> yes and this is the podcast where we talk about all things magic the gathering
1: but mostly commander
0: Well, happy Pride Month, everyone. Uh, We are recording in June now, um, kicking off their fourth straight year. Wizards is celebrating Pride. Uh, You can find uh, Pride for both Magic and Dungeons & Dragons on their MTG Pro Shop. So they are supporting the Lambert House, uh, which is an LGBTQ plus youth center um, that is uh, addressing mental and physical health disparities faced by LGBTQ adolescents um so there's actually a lot of stuff that you can pick up i actually i I picked up a pride shirt last year they've got new designs this year really cool stuff so you can get um t-shirts messenger bags long sleeve shirts tank tops mouse pads i guess i use i always think about it i'm like mouse pads but i'm using one as we record there you go so i guess i use a mouse pad every day all day um there's hoodie zip ups there's pins um and pullover hoodies. So check it out. If you are looking for some uh, Pride apparel, um, that is out now. Yeah.
1: Uh, The Modern Horizons 2 pre-release event is actually going to be, there's going to be an event taking place on Spelltable. So for three days from June 11th to June 13th, you are going to be able to participate in uh, a pre-release Modern Horizons 2 event via webcam using the Spelltable tool. So, Friday, June 11th uh, through Sunday, June 13th, uh, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Time Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Time Saturday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time Sunday. Uh, If you're not in an area that is doing pre-releases in store or if you don't feel comfortable at at this point, maybe you're unvaccinated, uh, you don't feel comfortable going out, you will have an option to do this uh, digital pre-release, which is really cool. Um, But again, if you... If you do have the options to go out and do a pre-release in store, please be safe to do so. Um, This online pre-release actually has a little bit of an extra twist to it. So there's going to be a lot of um, content creators and and, uh, uh, specialty people performing or or competing uh, as part of different teams. Um, We have Team Chatterfang, Team Dakin, and Team Garth. So if you want to hop online during that event and cheer on your favorite content creators uh, and your team, your favorite team that your content creators on, uh, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, There's a lot of resources that Wizards of the Coast actually has in case you don't already have a camera set up for your um, playing at home. So please use those resources and we hope to see you online.
0: Yeah, and we'll post a link. We'll post a link to this in the chat, um, or I'm sorry, in the chat below. We're not streaming. <laughs> we're recording, so we'll post it in the show notes below um, to check that out. We also have more Year of the Ox uh, promos. So, uh, given the variety of formats. Um, and dates reaching all the way through the the Lunar New Year. Players in the Asia uh, Pacific region can battle in events to um, earn some more promos. Which means that I need to make sure that I get more promos because these are so cool. Uh, <laughs> earlier, we got uh, Sethron, uh, the Sethron Herloon General, which I've done a deck tech on. So you've you've probably seen some of my commander um content and and parts of that deck uh floating around but it looks like we're going to be seeing some more um so morag fury of akum ox of Agonis, angrath the flame chained and tangarth first mate um it looks like we are going to see some promos for those through various events in the next year so look out for those i am very very excited
1: yeah they look really cool um I know maybe maybe not There's some of them are, are just the uh, different Chinese um, wording on the yeah. cards, but but the new art for for you know Angrath is uh,
0: pretty cool. Angrath and it looks like Tangarth too, Yeah. So, and I, I run them both.
1: That's very cool and, and I know Tangarth is uh, I've seen a, another player play a deck with that. It's a very strong deck under underrated in my opinion. Um, yes. <laughs> we want to uh, also give one big special thank you to our new patron, William T. Thank you so much uh, for joining our patronage family.
0: Your portion of the project is due next week. Uh, Mm. Cite your sources. (laughs) You have to. You You can't not cite your sources. That's the one requirement in writing a project, in doing a project.
1: Right. So you don't actually have to write the project, but you better cite your sources.
0: You cite the sources and you give me what you wrote and I'll I can cite them appropriately, I guess. That's fine. Send me the send me the link and I'll make sure I check <laughs> Purdue Owl because I check it every time I have to cite a source. Best tool for writers. Yeah, it just does it for you. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project pod and donate for any dollar amount. You can get some cool promos or even join us on the show.
1: If you're looking for another way to support the podcast, whatever you're listening to the podcast on now, if you could follow like Subscribe uh, if you are watching on YouTube. You can hit that bell icon to get uh, notifications when we release ding new ding. content. Um, so please do that. And uh, we also want to interact with you in the comment section. So please leave comments. Tell us what you like, what you don't like uh, on our gameplay videos. Tell us the mistakes that we made. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll no, interact no, with you and tell you that so
0: we're. There's so many. There's so
1: many. You'll get the interaction with our account that says, Oops. <laughs> yep, that was
0: that was <laughs> us. <laughs> like that time that I cast Blasphemous Act off of a Rishkar's expertise.
1: Yes. You can't do that.
0: No, it is it is a 10 uh mana value card. Is it 10 or is it 9? I can't remember. Either way, it's higher than the 6 or the 5 you're allowed. Like I think it's is, 5, right?
1: Uh I think it's 6 actually with Rishkar's. Is it
0: 6? Well, it's higher than that and you can't do it.
1: Yeah, no,
0: not <laughs> So, Coyle, what are we talking about today?
1: So, we have had uh, the privilege of actually being able to get together and play some uh, paper magic in person for the first time this year. And we want to talk about our transition from webcam magic to paper magic and um, how it's been so far for us over the past, I don't know, it's been a week maybe how it's it d- been over, over the past
0: whole week. week
1: yeah i mean it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> though it, it's been a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i'm very excited all right well i think it's time to get to it well this was the first time that i got to pull out the all ravnica cube in about uh In over a year and a half, it's been over a year and a half since I played that cube, Um, although I did buy lots of new foils for it. Um, And every time we play the cube, uh, Azorius gets nerfed a little bit more because turns out I made it too good.
1: Yeah, maybe just remove Azorius from the entire cube. Just just run it with nine guilds instead. See what happens. I can't. No. <laughs> you know, so
0: so what I did, so I changed the cube. So it used to be a 540, now it's a 360. So um if you're not familiar with cube, it's like a cultivated environment where you play with your favorite cards or specific, you know, uh mechanics, or maybe you build a cube that's themed around a specific plane like I did. I know there's um discussions all the time online. Um, about Innistrad cubes, but I wanted a Ravnica cube. So I actually changed it up a bit. I changed it from being 540 to 360, so there's 360 cards. So if you draft with eight people, you'll draft every single card. Um, And I did cut a lot of the guild cards. So at one point I had 15 of each two color cards, specifically, um, whether it was hybrid or it it required actual two different colors of mana um, for those guilds. that's in there but i cut that down to i think it's now nine of each because there were a lot of people that were drawing cards that or or getting past packs where they couldn't actually draft anything they're like there's eight cards here and not one of them is in a color I can play mm-hmm. so we changed it up had a really good time and this was um I think my second time drafting Boros aggro and I did go two and one so I won two of my matches I lost one of them and when I won I won both games it was like really fast out the gate or i got destroyed by uh blue white control
1: (laughs) i feel like you just described a modern burn players day two like they're either two owing or getting locked out by control uh but what guild ended up winning
0: yeah yeah so i had (laughs) um uh, Simic ended up winning. Okay. Um, overall, and then Azorius was in second because the Simic player ended up beating the Azorius player, which was which was the you know threw it right over the edge but um towards the end no one hate drafted any of the good simic cards not that hate drafting is a good strategy but when you pull a card you just specifically don't want to play against um but we did only have six people drafting so we didn't have a full eight for the cube specifically so there were plenty of cards that didn't get drafted it just turns out all the good ones from simic and azorius were there Yep, Char- um, shark to crab
1: uh
0: shark to crab was in there and shark to crab was getting counters from i forget there was one game and there was there was a judge question asked and it was like if this happens and shark to crab gets two counters this way does it still count i was like yep shark crab still taps your stuff down and doesn't untap that and they don't untap the next upkeep Mm -hmm. okay i guess i'm not going to do so well there. So <laughs> I, drafted, uh, I drafted Boros. We, I saw there was a Golgari deck that was drafted. Uh, there was a Rakdos aggro, and I don't know if it was Rakdos aggro or Rakdos control, but it was, had all the removal, and, it, and they were very proud to say that every time that they played against the Azorius deck, they removed um, three fairy, uh, the teferi that only cost three mana. Uh, yeah. They removed it each time, and that was a win. Just removing that Teferi. And I think that Teferi just needs to come out of the cube, seeing as it's like banned in every format. It might just be a little too good for that cube.
1: Yeah, it's pretty strong. It's probably was the second strongest Teferi. No, third strongest Teferi. Probably. Third. Next to- oh,
0: are you counting the mono blue from Mon- Commander?
1: Yeah, mono blue chain veil teferi and then Dominaria six drop teferi are probably one and two. And then the three fairy. Three fairy's crazy. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I think everyone had a really good time. That, that that cube's always really fun to draft, so I am I'm looking to change it up a little bit more um, and and get more foils. So if you're listening and you want to get out of some Ravnica foils <laughs> or if someone has that Hydroid Crisis in foil that you want to get rid of, you hit me up on Twitter at ATFlory <laughs> and uh, let me know where and when because I need that foil Hydroid Crisis for the cube because that is one that I think I want to to leave in there. I do want to leave that one in there. It's yeah. really
1: fun. No, it's iconic too. It's great. It's a great card. Best, best crisis. It's such a
0: good card. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> did you say best crisis? Best crisis. That's a That's a, that's a, put it on the board. It's a best crisis. There is
0: the, the guardian projects, favorite crisis, Hydroid crisis. We also got to uh, that same day draft commander legends in person for the first time, courtesy of you.
1: This is the greatest moment of my commander legends career. Um, is drafting this for the first time ever. So yeah, we yeah, had, we
0: have been waiting since November.
1: Yeah. So we had a, we had a, a group of eight people, uh, completely vaccinated, get together and draft this. Uh, I think two other people said that they had drafted it before, but not I too many so. times. Um, so, you know, they had a little bit of experience, but you know, I had opened a lot of boxes of commander Legends, So I knew what to expect at least from pack to pack. Um, didn't expect what I got in my second pack. But uh, actually, Andy, I want to start with you. And what did you draft in this uh, draft?
0: Okay, so my my first two picks, because so this is obviously, this was all new to us. And drafting is always really difficult when you first do it. So my first pack was actually did have um two commanders in it. And it was uh, Galanra collar of wirewood and then the other creature it's the uh the mono white creature that has the activated ability uh livio oath sworn sentinel oh, oh yeah. was, was my what well, those were so those were in my in my pack now um they don't necessarily go together right Galanra cares about cards that are uh six cmc or greater to draw a card and then livio you can exile creatures and then bring them all back by tapping it and removing it, it, it's just it's it's a lot happening and i go i don't know i don't draft um i don't i don't draft green white very often so uh, i'll try this out so yes you can uh choose another target creature its controller may exile it with an aegis counter and you can pay 3 and return all uh exiled cards with aegis counters on them to the battlefield under their owner's control i didn't know if it was going to be a good deck um but i kind of just started going in green white Um, Little did I know three people were trying to grab green white, one of them sitting next to me. Uh So I did not have the best picks in all the green white cards, in my opinion. Um, But I still had a ton of fun. What okay. did you draft? So what did you start with? Because you pivoted, you changed.
1: I pivoted, yeah, I pivoted on pack two. So in pack one, I was taking just every single green creature I could find, and it ended ended up being like a combination of both elves and plus one plus one counter synergy. So I was kind of positioning myself where I could go into the green black elf strategy or the green white plus one plus one counter strategy. But as you just pointed out, at least two other people in in the thing doing the plus one plus one counter, and there was one other person doing elves. And I think I was only taking the green ones and he was taking all the black elves so that they never really came back around for me to build that. But luckily... The uh, second pack I opened, I ended up taking my first legendary creatures. I hadn't taken any (laughs) legendary creatures in the first round um, because my two legendary creatures in my pack were Kodama of the East Tree and Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, uh, (laughs) which which is technically a CEDH commander pairing. um, Yes, it is. Because when you resolve Sakashima uh, with Kodama out... It enters as a copy of Kodama, and then they go back and forth with their triggers, and you can just empty your hand of permanence. Uh, so after that, I started drafting nothing but permanence. I had like maybe two or three pieces of interaction in the deck. My, my whole goal was to just puke my hand onto the deck and try to win. Uh, unfortunately, there was a mono-red uh, aggressive deck that was getting everyone's life totals down using uh, Rogue Rock and Kedis, so uh, I wasn't really able to get. I I was able to puke my hand out once, but at the time I was at five life, and I ended up dying to three rocks from Togo.
0: <laughs> See, that's what it's all about. You're like, well, I I did all the things, and then I had three rocks thrown at me to end to end me.
1: Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like I yeah. I had um, inexorable ooze, or maybe not inexorable. There's an ooze in Commander Legends. That at your upkeep, if you control your commander, you get to make a copy of it. And I didn't realize how good how good a synergy that is with Sakashima, because I just had Sakashima come in as a copy of the ooze, and I was making two oozes per upkeep. Some of these interactions, it's like, I thought these cards from Commander Legends were trash, and that they had no use whatsoever. They were just fodder for draft or whatever, and now I'm seeing some of the synergies behind it with, with these legendary creatures, and it's really cool.
0: Yeah, the um the the so I was at the pod that had the green black elves. So there was a, a Numa Jaraga chieftain and uh the black elf that I am it's escaping me M- right M- now.
1: Miari or Nadir?
0: It, Nadir sounds more like what I I played against. Mi- um,
1: Miara's a two drop, Nadir's a six drop.
0: I, I'm actually trying to find them. Like while we're speaking, I think, okay. I think it was me. Mi- nope, it was it was Nadir. I don't believe it was Miara. Looking at Miara, that one has when it or another elf dies, you can pay a life and draw. Uh, pay pay one and a life if you do draw a card. I don't think it was that. Mm-hmm. I think it was Nadir. Yeah. Um. But either way, green black elves was really great because they had. I think it was I. Is the card I blight massacre that yes. gives non-elves minus two, minus two? Is yes. that what it's minus one, minus one? Minus two, minus I don't two. I know. Yep. They, yeah, so I blight massacre for two black black sorcery, non-elf creatures get minus two, minus two till end of turn. Yeah. There were three of them in their deck. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Th- because no one else took those. Say, that, <laughs> and uh
1: That is really interesting. Know. I like I like the draft environment where you can actually have multiple copies of the same card because I remember I, I had two copies of Essior, the uh, the owl that gives your commanders uh, basically ward before ward was a thing um, counter target spell or ability unless the opponent pays two that target a commander you control. So it was cool to have two pieces of protection for my commanders uh, in the exact same card. One of them just happened to be etched foil, which was also really cool. So there was that.
0: Which one was etched?
1: Uh, they say it was two copies of seor So one one copy oh, was etched Oh, I'm sorry, one I thought a... you
0: said one of your commanders. Oh, I wish. Was oh, I
1: wish. I wish. I, if Sakashima yeah. was etched, I mean that would be. Really nice. We did. We did open a mana drain uh, that ended up not making it into a deck because the mono red yeah, player drafted it. the, the, the a, mono
0: red player hate hate drafted the, yeah. <laughs> the mana And
1: I didn't even know the mana drain <laughs> got pulled until like 20 minutes after we were done with the games. It's like, why didn't you just tell me? I want to know if we opened a mana drain. That's awesome. That's
0: funny. So I ended up, I did end up having a good chunk of rares and mythics. So um, I did not go with a green-white uh, counter strategy, even though that's really what the set wants. But I did get a couple of cool cards. I didn't see a lot of them. I'll be honest. Um, I did. I drafted the Seraphic Greatsword, which is the equipment that gives your creature plus two plus two. And when whenever that creature is equipped and and attacks the player with the highest life or tied for the highest, you make a four four flying angel tapped and attacking. That seems really cool for uh, a limited environment. Um, I didn't draw it, but I did get a Rings of Bright Hearth because Livio has activated abilities, so you can um, copy them. Although it's an activated ability that really only costs two anyway to to choose to exile something, so you're paying four anyway. Um, But I ran it because then I can say I ran a a Rings of Bright Hearth in, (laughs) in a limited deck. Um, but I think the card that did the most for me, um, and is probably really good in this format was Kamal's will. So Kamal's will says, choose one. If you control your commander, you can choose both, uh, until end of turn. Um, another target creature, um, you control becomes, uh, an elemental creature, or I'm sorry, what is it each? No, it's any number of target lands. You control each become one, one elemental creatures with vigilance, indestructible and haste, and there's still lands. And then choose target creature you don't control. Each creature you control deals damage equal to its power to that creature. So I was like, well, this isn't that great. And then I realized, oh, all of my lands just become one And then they for, for at least each land, you, you can deal that much damage to your opponent's creature. Yeah. But I did have one of my commanders, and I did get to play Kamal's Will, and I did get to deal like 12 damage to something. <laughs> and that was cool for four mana. That's awesome. I know um, I kind of had... A little
1: bit of the opposite effect. I ended up drafting a Reshape the Earth, which is the nine mana Mythic Green that says you can search your library for up to 10 lands and put them on the battlefield tapped. Because once I was sorting out my cards, I was going... I have 24 lands in my deck. Why do I need, when I'm on 9, do I need to go search for 10 more lands in here? So some of these um, Mythics and stuff that we would play in our 100-card Commander deck are actually, uh, in my opinion, pretty bad in the draft environment. Um, And so that kind of leads me to to the Commander cube that I want to put together is I don't want the cube to have any of those cards like that that are just dead cards Uh, but I understand you know Wizards of the Coast had to print these cards like this in order to support the commander format I mean the set was for us it wasn't just for draft Um, so I'm still happy that we got those cards but uh, definitely I kind of wish that those cards you know a mythic that gets passed around the table and no one wants to take just seems very uh, wasted I guess as a draft slot
0: I didn't get an option it never passed by me
1: would so, you, would you have taken it?
0: Do you think I was in green? Oh, hundred percent. I would have taken that card. Okay. <laughs> Although I was, I, I, I got mana screwed in the one game, so yeah. I probably never would have cast it. But if I had, you know, you cross that off the list. However, I will say that based on the, my draft experience, the way that I did draft, I would do it differently next time. I think I went with the commander too early and was like oh all right i'm gonna force this strategy as opposed to just taking the best cards and hoping i would get a commander later which i think might be part of the strategy right because this is the format where you can get prismatic piper no matter what Mm -hmm. um so it, it like even if you didn't draft it this is the set that says prismatic piper is always available um i i think that's where i went wrong because i i did not just take the best cards but i was passed late in in packs uh two and three uh your lock of of scourged thrash is that what it is scourged
1: scorched trash scorched trash no, scor- scorched scorched
0: trash yes i there was a your lock that was passed me um i had three three color commanders that were passed me but i had not taken like good cards in in some of those colors so i think next time when we do this I'm gonna try and draft the best cards first and hope to find a commander after.
1: Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you because um, that's how it felt like in in our pod too. It's like if someone didn't completely build around one of the strategies that was pre built into the draft environment because they got the perfect commanders for them, then the best decks were the ones that were just playing value cards. Like Mm -hmm. my deck just being green, blue, I want to cheat every permanent onto the battlefield. There was no theme going on there. It's just I want free permits on the battlefield. And I think that's what you have to do with any of the three-color commanders that are here because the three-color commanders don't seem to actually match any of the themes in there. So you're playing three-color best cards I got in these colors.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I ended up having Gen Arcanum Weaver... I had Colthanor, the last you, and your lock of Scorch thrash, but I also just randomly around the table because I, I, it ended up just in my hands. Um, I had the Zara renegade recruiter, the, the red blue pirate. Um, I had Hamza guardian of Arishin, um, all of those things I could have done a lot with if I had not pigeonholed myself to just grabbing only, for the most part, green and white cards and not necessarily looking at what they were doing not that i would say i wasn't looking at what they were doing but i was grabbing cards like captain's call which makes 3-1-1 white soldier creature tokens for four mm-hmm. and not that i'm gonna say it's a a bad card but i certainly could i know there were much better things that i probably should have just grabbed and hoped for the best for 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 later because if i had just grabbed good jund cards and then just jammed your lock i probably would have done much better
1: yeah, I mean, even just a little bit of burn that you can do at everyone's turn is fantastic. So I I agree. And it, this was our first time drafting it though. We learned we didn't we got yes. we got twenty two more drafts to go until yeah, we're so experts.
0: Coyle said he's, he's got enough that we can do twenty two more of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god! Well, and 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 it, it seems like I don't have confirmation. It seems like Commander Legends Draft Boosters got a reprint. Uh, okay. at least At least the prices went down like ten or fifteen dollars, and there's at least rumors that LGS they're supposed to get them back um so hopefully you'll be able to pick them up for like 110 115 dollars not too much more than what they were when they first got released um i don't think there's going to be commander legends collectors boosted reprinted but there's no confirmation one way or the other on that so it could happen
0: exactly uh any other notes on commander legends draft
1: um i so i really like partners um, for the I draft, them. I it, don't
0: like tracking my games against them because no. I have to write so many words. <laughs> it uh,
1: it it I, I kind of wish that the the draft environment was built more around three colors, but I understand the difficulty of do of everyone doing three colors uh, in a draft. Um, but I want to draft this maybe two or three more times before I start really developing my cube and i think i do want to try to focus on three color commanders um similar to the three color commanders in commander legends but uh, maybe some other ones like zur the enchanter and do an esper enchantments theme for a drafts uh or something like that I, i'm i'm excited to build my own themes um but wondering now whether or not themes are going to be followed or if people are just going to draft the best cards uh once they actually get comfortable with the draft environment
0: if it was anything like the cube that i had built um we i we found at least for a little while that people were just drafting the best cards and were able to use gates to 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 just manage to be okay in splashing that third color so Mm. i don't think you'll have an issue getting people to draft three colors um but i will say that every time we, we we cube i change it up quite a bit um at least I would say I, I make at least ten different card changes. Right. Which does not seem like that much, but um I think it's enough to note this card is terrible. No one wants to draft it, just remove it. No one wants this at all in here. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to see that. Um that cube come up soon. But let's shift gears now to talk a little bit more about our, our transition to playing paper magic. So um Obviously, with things starting to open up slowly here, we are being able to see our friends um, or we've been able to see our friends uh, finally. And uh, it's going to change a few of our decks because we stopped playing some cards or never really started playing cards um, that had come out during the pandemic because they're just too difficult to play online. Um, If you don't have some sort of a dry erase token like infinite tokens or if you have our podcast tokens
1: yes which you can get if you become a patron of our podcast you yes. can get a play set of those tokens and we're currently actually uh looking to get uh, a new design well not design a new style of token a new material for the tokens so uh, be on the lookout for that as well
0: yeah. So if you already have a place out of our tokens, when we get the new ones ordered, we'll send those to you. We're looking for a full uh, dry erase finish, um, <laughs> and uh, right now we suggest leaving them. But then these can those those other ones can become uh, become permanent tokens, and we'll send you some new ones. But if you want the new ones, sign up.
1: Boom. Sign um, up.
0: <clears throat> so we're going to talk about some cards here that we're excited to either put back into our decks because we had taken them out. It was just too difficult. Or cards that we're excited to try out, like Breaches, Brazen Plunderer, which, you know, we talked about many, many months ago briefly. Um, but I never put this into a deck. So Breaches is a 3-3 Goblin Pirate for three in a red with Menace that says whenever one or more pirates you control deals damage to one of your opponents. Exile the top card of each of those opponent's libraries. You may play those cards this turn. You may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast those spells. It has partner. Works really well with Malcolm. So that you know that, that's pretty cool. I wanted to put together Malcolm and Breaches, but I didn't specifically because this does say exile the top cards of those opponent's libraries and you may play them. It's really, it is really difficult and I find that it slows down games significantly and I find myself trying to think maybe maybe a little too hard when I can't physically see them, you know, like four feet from my, three, I know, three feet from my face.
1: For sure. I mean, we were just playing a game the other day and I resolved an insurrection and that would, that hurt my head, the math that had to be done there, so... Um, yeah and
0: that was on spell table. yeah and, and it
1: was on spell table. So it's like if 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 an effect only happens once or twice or something in order to uh, steal a creature from an opponent or steal something from their library once or twice might be manageable. but with breaches, you're hoping to do this like five times per turn. So that's really where the root problem comes in. but five times per turn in person, that's easy.
0: That's easy. So oh. Breaches is is a card that I would like to add to one of my decks.
1: Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, legendary black Aetherborn rogue creature that I used to have a deck built for back in the day. Uh, it's really, really difficult uh, over webcam magic, and that's Gaunti, Lord of Luxury. Uh, so Ganti's a four mana, two black, black, two, three with death touch. It says when Ganti enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target opponent's library. Exile one of them face down, put the rest in the bottom of that library in a random order. You may look at and cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana or mana of any type to cast that spell. Now, uh, I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself from the last statement. This is only like a one-time trigger. It's only one card. It's not that big a deal couple things wrong with that statement. One, if you're playing a Gonti deck, you're probably reanimating him five times per turn and doing it five times per turn. But the biggest problem with this one over webcam magic is the card is face down and no one else is supposed to know what it is but you and in webcam it's like okay everyone close their eyes and then show me the card and hopefully it's in the center of the camera view and good enough quality where i can actually read it and write it down yeah
0: yeah you're like you're playing heads up seven up and it's like all right everybody look away from the screen yeah (laughs) coil gets the look right now
1: (laughs) exactly so so ganti was never really an option uh, for webcam magic but i've i've been looking to to put back together a mono black reanimator deck and this would be a breath of fresh air to go back and play paper magic with again with a ganti so i'm looking forward to playing with that again again
0: yeah um how about a card that i did have in a deck i took it out i might put it back in this is emrakul the promised end so this is our emrakul that came from eldritch moon that says when it enters the or when you cast it you gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn after that turn that player takes an extra turn so this is um mind slaver on a creature um i did play this on on um webcam once and i did get emrakul locked where they just uh were able to play it and bounce it and play it and bounce it and honestly it was pretty satisfying because i hadn't lost to an emrakul the promise end deck in at minimum a year and a half (laughs) um but it is quite it is quite the the um endeavor and and i think if i remember correctly it was like just just show everybody what's in your hand. Cause this is just so much easier for us all just to see. And I, I'm sorry, like everybody sees your hand, but I knew I wasn't getting another turn. So I don't think it even mattered. Right? <laughs> it was like, all right, here's the four cards in my hand and all right, I'll, I'll play these two and I'll do nothing with that. And I'll tap all your mana and then I'll swing at you or I'll swing your stuff into my Emrakul. And, um, it's very difficult to just do over webcam. I would like to start playing with this card a little bit more again. Um, it does fit into um, pr- pretty much any decks. It's 13 generic mana. I mean, um, it, it probably, it's probably only nine when you cast it, right? Yeah, it does cost one less for each card type among cards in your graveyard. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm, I'm going to cool the promise end. I, I might bring it back.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Maybe I'll bring back Mindslaver then too or something.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so how about how about a card that uh, – this is a card that I always thought was kind of oppressive, uh, but I never got to play with it, and I have a perfect deck for it now, so I really, really want to try it out, and that's Willbreaker. Uh, Willbreaker is a five-mana two-three, so three blue-blue for a human wizard that says whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes the target of a spell or ability you control, gain control of that creature for as long as you control Willbreaker. Um so Andy had mentioned that one of his commanders that he played in his draft was uh Livio and mm-hmm. uh Livio is in one of my decks my Jeskai blink deck. Uh Livio itself has an ability that says you can pay one in a white and you target a permanent and then the owner of that permanent may choose whether or not to exile it with an aegis counter on it. So you can target your opponent's creatures with this. And then they can either choose to have uh, Will Breaker steal it or they can choose to have their creature get exiled with an Aegis counter on it until Livio activates his second ability. So I really want to take advantage of this and actually try to make people think about whether or not they want me to have their creature or they want their creature to go away until I say it comes back. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to the political aspect of a willbreaker.
0: Do you Now the question is, do you ever actually have an intention of activating Livio to bring those back? It depends
1: if I have anything good in exile at the same time, because it does bring back everything with an Aegis counter. You don't get to pick and choose, unfortunately.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. All right, the next card I have is Villainous Wealth. Everybody's favorite Sultai X spell, I think. Unless you're counting Zexara, and then in that case, you know, there's... Well, X R is not X, but there's lots of X spells in Zaxxar, I guess. Yeah. But Villainous Wealth is a sorcery for X, black, green, and blue. That says target opponent exiles the top X cards of their library. You may cast any number of those spells with converted mana cost X or less from among them without paying their mana costs. So um, that's really difficult to resolve when you do X equals 20 against somebody on spell table. Yeah, I'd say. I think the only time I've seen
1: someone do this on Spell Table, they like duplicated the spell twice, and it was for X equals hundred, and it just <laughs> milled everybody out. And it's like, if, oh, if that's you do fair. that, that's cool. Um, if you're looking to specifically cast my entire deck over Spell Table, good luck. It's not going to be easy
0: yeah i I think I think we've seen this card maybe once on our stream. um i know I know it happened and there were plenty of cards that that were cast um drawn through Infinitoken um uh, Infinitokens on the other on the other players' board but um there aren't a ton of creature i and I don't even remember what the deck was. It might have been like Yarok. um I know this is very popular in Tassigar, the golden Fang. Um, but those are decks that i haven't been playing too much because i don't want to mess with other people's decks mm-hmm. um it, i i just haven't played it but i would like to bring this this card back uh in into the fold um and and put together a Saltite commander again oh, i yeah. have not had one in a long time
1: do you do you have anything in mind other than moldrotha don't build moldrotha don't be that person
0: well, I do. Well, to be honest, the one that I'd want to build would be would be Tasiger the Golden Fang. Okay. Um, but I know Archylos is really popular. Um, and I've got an etched foil Archylos. I just don't use it. Um, so so maybe Archylos. There you go. That sounds like fun. Or or maybe I could put back together. You know, um, uh, kadina You know, who knows? You don't, now now you we've don't, got we've you got. You don't have to
1: do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So the the next uh, gr- kind of a group of cards that I wanted to talk about is a deck that I actually do successfully play over webcam, but it is difficult, and it took a lot of practice, and that is my Curses and Auras deck. So I have a, a Kaidel, um, Prophet of Crufix and Arden, uh, Intrepid Archaeologist, Partners, Curses deck, And um, as you can imagine, it's a little bit difficult to, you know, put my goad enchantments and auras and my vows on other people's creatures and keeping track of it. Um, So these types of curses and auras decks and giveaway decks like Zedru, and we have a brand new one, Blim, Comedic Genius um so blim comedic genius the four mana four three two black and a red for an imp with flying says whenever blim comedic genius deals combat damage to a player that player gains control of target permanent you control when each player loses life sorry then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own i have not seen a single blim deck yet and i think it's webcam uh commander that is is holding it back on top of it being maybe not a very popular color combination um, but this particular deck because of its unpopularity uh, i think is going to be one of my next decks that i build uh, and it just so happens to be in the two colors that my current curses deck is not in so there's no uh no crossover or anything i don't have to borrow any cards from deck to deck but yeah i'm excited to see more of the the zedru cards uh, or zedru decks with the new cards that we have in commander legends um that synergize well with blim as well
0: yeah how about a card that's been printed six times since 2018 can you believe that six times since 2018 which card itali primal Storm, <laughs> printed. oh yeah yeah i've got like six six, six
1: different promos of that card so yeah no i believe that
0: one <laughs> it was in rivals of xalan resale promos commander 20 uh jumpstart times battle remastered commander 21 yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, I actually really like this card still, though. I mean, it's actually a very good card. A 6-6 six, six for 6, Elder Dinosaur, that says, whenever a Tali Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. You may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. It's it's a mouthful that just gives you lots of free value in red that needs it. Um, I, we see this at Mono Red October when we play at our LGS, which is all just Mono Red decks um, on, on Commander night. This deck is solid, and I haven't been playing this in my commander decks.
1: Yeah, it's it's very good, like we said in the mono red um, commander pods. But I I think it's even better in you know when you get to play when you get to exile someone's serum visions or something and cast for free. Sure, it's only a one mana spell, but you can't cast serum visions in a mono red deck, so it ends up being real real good for you. So yeah, I'm surprised uh, to not see. More of this, but again, yeah, webcam magic. So um I know Judge Anthony is going to be bringing his Atali deck probably back in October. We're going to have to face it again, and I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I used to I, I used like, to dread n- it.
0: I would like now that we have all these new cards from Commander Legends. I would like to swing an Atali Primal Storm and flip somebody else's reshape the Earth and get ten of my own lands. <laughs> I uh, want the most value from my Atalies.
1: That's that would be. Pretty darn sweet.
0: It'd be pretty sweet. It'd be pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> All right. So um, speaking of of newer cards, uh, there was uh, a Commander Legends card and actually a Strixhaven card that were printed that are pretty difficult to resolve over webcam, especially if you do it multiple times um that you probably will be seeing more play when you are going to paper magic and that is root weaver druid from commander legends two and a green two one elf druid it says when root weaver druid enters the battlefield each opponent may search their library for up to three basic land cards they each put one of those cards onto the battlefield tapped under your control and the rest onto the battlefield tapped under their control and then each player who searched their library this way shuffles it Um, And Verdant Mastery is one of those Strixhaven sorceries that has an alternate casting cost, and the alternate casting cost is a lower cost that gives an opponent an advantage. And it's specifically this alternate casting cost um, of four mana, so for three and a green, uh, you search your library for up to four basic land cards and reveal them, put one of them into the battlefield tapped under an opponent's control. Um, So having your lands come under your opponent's control um, sure with tokens you can do it but you have to make sure that you actually exile the card from your particular deck then and then if you worry about homeward path and stuff going on there's a lot of interactions when it comes to more than just stealing people's creatures when you start stealing lands um, that are less interactable you know destroy and just simply get it back in your graveyard um, that are going to hopefully be more prevalent. I mean, I like these cards, and I, I hope they see more
0: play coming up here in the future in Paper Magic. Exactly. Hey, um, <clears throat> do you want to welcome back Agent of Treachery? Uh,
1: no. I would like to not welcome back Agent of Treachery. I would like Agent of Treachery to go die in a hole. <laughs>
0: F you, Agent of Treachery.
1: I, I had to deal with you when I had to switch over from playing Paper Commander every single week to playing Arena. And Winoda was bringing out every copy, of Agent of Treachery known to man. Oh, yeah. no, I took Agent of Treachery out of my Yarick deck at that moment. I'm like, no way. No way am I doing this to other people anymore. This is terrible. What,
0: one is it, it's difficult over webcam. Two, you feel bad so agent of treachery a two three human rogue five blue blue that says when agent of treachery enters the battlefield gain control of target permanent and then at the beginning of your end step if you control three or more permanents you don't own draw three cards now it's good way easier to do in paper still hate you in paper hate you so welcome back but also hate you you can you can stay gone
1: yeah stay gone forever agent of treachery now treachery the enchantment is too cool not to play, even though it's basically the same thing with double upside on a Yark deck. Uh, Five mana enchantment, you get to untap five lands when you cast it. But, you know, um, Agent of Treachery is really the problem.
0: Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here, agent. <laughs> um, so
1: there was one deck that I, I mentioned a few times before that I had built uh, at the beginning of the of last year, uh, right before the pandemic started. And I was very, very excited for it because, as you know, I like playing reanimator decks. And they printed this brand new legendary creature in Theros Beyond Death called Atrus Oracle of Half-Truths. Uh, so this is two, a blue and a black. You get a three, two human advisor with menace that says when Atrus Oracle of half truth enters the battlefield, target opponent looks at the top three cards of your library and separates them into a face down pile and a face up pile. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. So just by that explanation, you should be able to understand why this is real hard to do over webcam magic. Um, obviously, as the Atrus player, I could close my eyes and let all three of the other players make the decisions about what's face up and what's face down. But technically, that is not what's happening with the trigger. So I'm looking forward to also rebuilding this Demir Reanimator deck. That was done. It was built. It was sleeved. I was ready. Uh, and I was never able to play it. So I'm looking forward to put it back together again.
0: Yeah. Another deck that you were playing for a little while in the Esper variety is Send Triplets. So a 3-3 Legendary Artifact Creature Human Wizard. That's a really long, that's a really long type line. Yeah. Uh, for two, a white, a blue, and a black, that says, at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. This turn, that player can't cast spells or activate abilities and play lands with their hand revealed. Um, or, and plays with their hand revealed. You may play lands and cast spells from that player's hand this turn. So, you got to play this a few times i got to remove remove it a few
1: times yeah i it's just at the time that i had a just a generic Esper artifacts deck and i just kept like switching out who the commander was and um believe it or not uh there is an Esper commander that draws more hate than aloro ageless aesthetic and that is send triplets because people don't <laughs> want you to steal everything out of their hand for some reason you know you can't remove aloro if you never cast that's very true it's very true (laughs) i think i had i think i've had a send triplets at my c and upkeep maybe a total of two or three times having i think you're right having having played the deck probably like 10 times
0: would you say that i played your send triplets against it every time you played it i feel like i probably played against it that many times um there it
1: I probably played it at uh, our LGS uh, oh, once, or so? yeah, okay. once or twice. Yeah, probably once or twice just in, in games where it's like, hey, I'm playing Triplets, Make sure you, you have some sort of removal in your deck uh, because you know that's
0: only fair for me to say that before I sit down with this deck. And you were playing, what's funny, is you were playing a very fair Triplets deck. It wasn't anything crazy. You were just like, this is generic artifacts. I mean, you had you finally added some some more stuff when you are like, all right, let's boost this up a little. Okay, let's boost this up a little bit more. Yeah. Um I don't think it was ever oppressive, but the just seeing send triplets get ready to kind of take my my reveal my hand and potentially take my spells was enough for me to be like, all right, I guess I will literally always remove it.
1: For sure. And 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 actually this deck got uh a lot better since since I played it, because now you have cards like Sphinx of the Second Sun that's gonna give you another upkeep after your combat step, and then you're Ooh. gonna be able to target someone else. So there's a, there was a lot of upkeep stuff. I know um Dan Krause. Uh, has uh, an upkeep deck. I think it's in Salt High or maybe Co- it in-
0: Wasn't it Coma? Coma oh, yeah it upkeeps, is. right? Because yep. you kept it's getting extra those Coma coils.
1: That's right, that's right. So there was... Um, but, you know, I, I would take a peek maybe uh, into his deck list and see how many more upkeep trigger stuff happened uh, and see what San Triplets can get upgraded with because Triplets could be a very fun deck uh, to bring back into Paper Magic. Right, um, so, uh, I'm, let's just stick Let's just stick with Demir. I mean, I love it. So, uh, maybe some... Just stick with Reanimator, too. Um, so In Ikoria, there is a companion uh, named Garuda, Doom of Deaths, who is a 6-6 Demon Kraken for four hybrid blue-black, hybrid blue-black. Um, that says, when Garuda enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of the library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Uh, so, this is, again... Um, Something that's a lot easier to do in paper just because of how you can visualize it. I mean, you can just mill the four cards and put them right out in front of everyone so you can see exactly what's happening in people's graveyards. When you're playing graveyard-centric decks that don't just focus on your graveyard but also focus on your opponent's graveyards, Obviously, it's going to be way easier to do in person. Uh, I know we have seen Garuda um, done in webcam. It's usually in times where maybe you're only resolving the Garuda once or twice in a game. But if Garuda is your uh, commander and you're playing around getting as many Garuda triggers as possible, uh, you're going to want to try to play in paper.
0: Right. Right. All right, let's pick one more each, one more each. Um, I'm gonna go with the deck that I took apart a really long time ago. Uh, so I know we talked about this deck briefly when we did our uh, Gone for, Gone, But Not Forgotten series. Um, and this is Zedru the Greathearted. So Zedru is a 2-4 Minotaur monk. For one, a red, a white, and a blue that says, at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of permanents you own that your opponents control. And then you can pay a red, a white, and a blue, so Jeskai, and target opponent gains control of target permanent you you control. So um, you're looking to give away problematic cards that perhaps stop your opponents from casting more than one spell a turn, or make it so that they can't draw cards, or make it so that when a permanent leaves, they lose. Um, that Maybe that's just how I played it. That's how I played it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was just giving
1: out good stuff. Like here, have a blight steel colossus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is very difficult to play on webcam. It's very difficult to manage when you're not sitting next to somebody. You can just hand them your card. Like I'm gonna give this to you, Coil. I'm gonna give this to you, Nick. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you. You know, whoever. And um, so I, I, and this this deck has gotten a lot of of goodies um in the last couple of years. And I have not uh had this deck together. I would say for at least three years now. And this got lots of things from um. I mean, just even from the Ravnica block, right? I mean, you can you can make enough treasures now um, with Smothering Tithe to have mana to give things away. Uh, nine Lives came out in, in Core Twenty One, which says when it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. You can give that away to someone. Um, you know, uh, Archaeomancer's Map and Monologue text came out. There's just there's so many things that uh, like new goodies that I never played with with this deck. Um, I never even. I don't even think I played this deck when Approach of the Second Sun was out. No, I think this didn't. was taken apart even when Amonkhet Block was out. I mean, this might have been gone for four years, five years now.
1: Yeah. No, this was... this was. I mean, Zedru was your deck when I started... Or was one of your decks, at least, when I started playing Commander. And that was when Amonkhet had just come out. But it didn't last very long because originally your Zedru deck didn't have
0: win conditions. Yeah, the longest game of Magic we've ever played to date... Was against my Zedru deck that couldn't end the game. Yeah, it it was. I was gaining life, drawing cards, but everybody's turns were taking so long that the sun was starting to come up, (laughs) and you and our friend were still at our house. And I was like, "I'm so sorry." And you're like, "We're we we were all like, we're finishing this game. We've (laughs) come this far, and I don't even think I won. I think you won in the end, right? I think you won with like a no.
1: No, I I died first. Um. Which is why I was I was giving the uh the offer to our friend. It's like, I'm dead. If you want a scoop, we can leave. And they said no, they wanted to see it till the end. I am not All sure right. who won the game though, to be fair. I, I just remember. know Before I know we I did tracking. not. I know I did not. Um but yeah, okay. So my last card, uh for for in-person paper magic is one that i've really only seen people try to play this in webcam in a cedh version uh, where maybe they are more capable uh, of doing that with their tokens and that's turgrid god of fright so turgrid is a five mana four five uh gods a three black black With Menace that says whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control um also has another side where it's Turgid's lantern so four mana three and a black as tap it target player loses three life unless they sacrifice a non-land permanent or discard a card three and a black to untap Turgid's lantern but that's not really the part that's uh challenging to do over webcam it is the you know taking control of people's permanents after they get sacrificed or discarded uh, again, normally if it's a, only a one or two Z type of deal, tokens work well. But uh, in a in a Turgid deck, maybe like a mid range Turgid deck where you are playing Edict effects like Grave Pact and Dictative Erebos, where you are making people sacrifice their entire boards or discard all the cards in their hand, um, then you know. That's gonna be yep. nearly impossible. No one no one really no one unless in, unless you are Infinitokens themselves has that many <laughs> Infinitokens to resolve that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Very good deck. Very hard to play on webcam.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I actually want to play against this in person because it does seem uh, strong and I don't want other people to have my stuff, but I will definitely watch over someone's shoulder as they're playing this in person. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, Um, as you all make your transition back to paper uh, or um, paperback. paperback. Paperback
1: in person. Yeah paperback yeah, as you paperback go back in person as you Bring go paperback as you go paperback in person i like that
0: paper i i just thought of it i don't <laughs> it was pretty good right i mean it's it great there's something there it's there right paperback it's, it's, I mean, there. it's there we'll chew, we'll chew on it we'll come back to it <laughs> (laughs) But um, uh, you all stay safe as you make your transition back to playing Paper Magic. We hope you all enjoy your upcoming pre-releases. If you are going to be playing those in paper, um, I believe we are going to try to do ours in paper. It'll be the first time that we see a bunch of people at our LGS, um, and I'm very excited. And we all, um, I guess we want to thank you all for listening. So uh, if you want to contact us, you can find our podcast online at theguardianprojectpodcast.com. You can find our social media on Twitter at GuardianPod and our gameplay videos at youtube.com slash the guardian project and if you want to email us uh you can email us at guardianprojectpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com i'm on twitter at, at Flory.
1: and i'm on twitter at Wormcoil engine and of course we want to give a special thanks to our producer and editor ryan nichols thank you so much and another special thanks to the one who handles all of our graphic design chris wolf thank you guys so much we really appreciate you and we'll chat with you all next week bye everyone